middle of the field in the, in the end zone. Walker sees it floating in. Is he in? Touchdown, Phillips again. Walker punts again, still looking, dancing, firing. It's caught for the touchdown. A bullet to Cam Phillips for six. His movement in the pocket, KB, that, that, that's his game. I know we keep saying it, but. Artis Payne, patient, bends it outside, gets a block at the 10, touchdown, Dallas, Cameron Artis Payne. Lance Dunbar through the key block, and it's a 21-yard score. Cameron Artis Payne with a 21-yard Dallas drops seven. Johnson going deep. Caught! Touchdown, Nelson Spruce's second. And he's missed this post a couple times today. You can see the timing perfect here. What an answer by L.A. Conversation on that New York sideline continues as Cardell Jones was taken down, fumbled the football, was never touched, get up and throw to DeAndre Tompkins. And now he's taken down. Was swung to the ground. I thought it was a sack. Of course, the ball came loose. He picks it back up. Then he keeps it alive, climbs in the pocket, and keeps his eyes downfield to make a play. Unbelievable there. Here's Silvers to pass. Over the middle, he's got a man wide open. Keenan Reynolds, and that's the way to answer. All the way to the house. They answer a 78-yard pick six with a 68-yard touchdown pass. Looked really good last week against Dallas. Pumphrey gives it back to Cardell Jones. It's caught. DeAndre Tompkins. Little trickeration by DC that was so effective. 21 yards. I love the design, too. A little jet sweep. And here's the double forward pass rule, by the way. <laughs> its entirety. They flip it forward. That is a pass. 590s to protection. Texas would be the route concept. And he's hit. Walker gets away. Looking. Can't find anybody. Now he's going to run it. Walker electrifying. He's got a first down. What else can you say about this kid? episode three of all four downs we're going to break things down 
uh, in week two of the XFL as we head into uh, week number three. Uh, so let's get a quick recap of uh, this last weekend's action. The DC Guardians defeated uh, the DC Defenders rather defeated the New York Guardians twenty-seven nothing, and nobody saw that coming. Uh, they became the first team to shut out an opponent uh, in XFL play. Cardale Jones led the team with uh, 22 out of 37, 276 yards in the air, two touchdown passes. The defenders' defense held the Guardians to just 137 total yards. Uh, we'll get into the Matt McGloin thing a little bit. Uh, Matt didn't uh, didn't have a great day. Mm-mm. And um, because of... Uh, this unique situation with the with the XFL, where you get on field interviews, uh, we found out right there in the moment exactly how we felt about Kevin Gilbride. Sean, is that good or bad for the game? I I feel like it's a real negative so far. Yeah, I, I think it was a bad look. Um, definitely not what you want to see. And I, he got benched for it. We saw in the second half. Uh, he, he obviously didn't have a great showing. So. I think you, at that point, you should just keep your words to yourself, you know, go into the second half, try and improve on uh, what you did in, in the first half, and, you know, just, just keep it to yourself. I, I think it was definitely a bad look for Matt McGloin. Yeah. Uh, you know, week one, Matt was my guy. Uh, I was at game one, and I was, you know, cheering on ev- just about everything the dude did. Uh, and then to – I think it was right before half, they were asking mm-hmm. him, like, Hey, uh, what's what's the game plan? What's the offense got to do? He's like, we got to change the entire scheme. It's like, okay, yeah. that was aggressive, <laughs> coming coming in hot. And the the coach found out about that, and they apparently had a little talk off to the side, but it didn't change Matt's demeanor at all. And I think it's a bad look, honestly. Uh, no, it it it's it's not what you're looking for. No. Uh, if you're the XFL and you're trying to be taken seriously. Now, uh, the Seattle Dragons trailed three nothing at halftime uh, in the fourth quarter. Uh, Silver had the big pick six. Next possession, uh, first play a 78 yard touchdown. Uh, just like that, the Dragons beat the Vipers 17 to nine. Uh, Dallas Renegades beat the Los Angeles Wildcats 25-18. The Renegades' artist Payne rushed for two touchdowns in the win. And the uh, Houston Roughnecks win a close match over the St. Louis Battlehawks 28-14. P.J. Walker uh, continues to impress everybody. Three touchdown passes in the win. Mm-hmm. Um, there Again, so here's, here's what I saw uh, in week two, okay? Uh... It seems the the ratings dipped. Oh yeah, attendance dipped, and play on both sides of the ball, especially the offensive side, to me dipped. And after such a great start for these guys, ooh, not uh, not great. Yeah, not great. Not not what you're looking for. Uh, all right, so second down, let's get into uh, who did what. Because there was, there again, there there were some people getting it done. Uh, for instance, uh, let's look at some of these quarterbacks. Um, you know, it, it, the, the the defender's got to be feeling pretty good um, about uh, Cardale Jones. 511 <clears throat> yards passing uh, in two weeks. Uh, he has been, he's he's been the guy that you remember from college. Sure. And, um that's what the XFL should be. 
it should be some of these guys, kind of forgotten names, maybe some guys who have, you know, had some, I don't say issues in college, you know, whether it be that, that you're sitting behind somebody or whatever the case may be. Think about this. This could have been a good league for a guy like Tom Brady coming out of Michigan. You know what I mean? A sixth round pick. Oh, you go play in the XFL. Maybe there's guys like that that are sitting behind somebody else yeah. who maybe maybe if this league is able to continue, this this could be a place for people like that. Just a thought. Yeah, those yeah. second string and third string QBs, maybe they don't want to be a second string or third string QB and they can go start for an XFL team for a season or two. I've had a few yeah. people say to me that the the long-term success of this league could well be a partnership with the NFL. I agree. Mm -hmm. And I think exactly what you just said. Wouldn't it be great to get your second or third string quarterback uh, some playing time yeah. somewhere so that <laughs> because, because where else are these guys ever going to get any reps sure. other than yeah. other than in practice? And, and then at that, you're not going full speed. No. Yeah. The you know, I mean, the only other time they would be getting actual game reps are in the preseason. And even then you're only in there for a quarter or two. So I think, yeah, if, the, if this league does sustain uh, into next year, I'm sure that some of the, you know, backup or third string NFL quarterbacks are thinking, Hey, I want to go, uh, prove myself on the on an actual game field, uh, show what I can do. And uh, I don't, I don't want to hang around a team when I'm not getting a lot of reps in the practice field. And the only game reps that I'm getting are the few weeks in preseason. Sure. Uh, Matt Jones, Devon Smith, or, or Davion Smith from the, uh, from the Vipers. Uh, I think some of these guys probably have a chance uh, come come camp time to yeah. make NFL rosters. And, yeah, Matt Jones, he had a couple of successful years with the Redskins, you know, um, after his good career at Florida. You know, he he kind of fell off the, the last couple of years and had a couple of injury bugs. But um, I, I think yeah. that he proved that, you know, he's, he's a great runner and that he could uh, he could last in the NFL once he if he gets another shot there. Devion's been pretty incredible, huh? Oh, like, yeah. Even though even week one against uh, against my Guardians, even though they didn't do well, he did well. Yeah, and it was just whenever they threw the ball, the Guardians just happened to be there. Yeah, <laughs> he's, yeah, he's about the only player just doing throwing to the wrong jersey is yeah. all that happened. And he's, uh, but Devion is actually what he put up this this week was close to uh, 120, 110 yards, something like that. One twenty five. That's incredible. I mean, it, it really is. Uh, and again, you're seeing some you're seeing some great individual performances, even on defense. Uh, Demarcus Gates, uh, Steve Johnson from the Dragons. Uh, Will Hill with the Battle Hawks look good. Ten tackles. Love. I mean, I've always been a Will <laughs> Hill fan, man. Going back forever. Uh, Wes Sutton, couple of sacks for the Guardians. Yes. Uh, Latroy Lewis had a couple for the Roughnecks. What what I thought week two was in in my eyes. What I saw happen was I saw the adrenaline come down a bit after week one, and I thought maybe the jitters would be out. I thought you might see better play and instead i think what you got was the really good players look great and the guys who are in the xfl because they didn't have the talent to make the nfl to me got exposed in week two i i think i think the pack started to separate and that was bad news for some people yeah, yeah I, I, I yeah, I think there's definitely some some separation. We could already tell who's going to be contenders going down the line. Like I think, you know, the defenders, I think they're the most complete team right now. Um Cardale's playing at a very high level. They have a stable of uh, running backs. Um 
who have been producing a lot, and I think their defense is the best. They they've been do, producing a lot of turnovers, so I think the defenders, and then obviously the Roughnecks with their high flying offense. I mean, PJ Walker has been amazing, and then you you know the the teams that are going to be at the bottom. Uh, I think the Vipers, they've been terrible so far. They've been a mess. I don't I don't think there's a uh, any sign of hope for them. So I, I think uh, we could. Even after two weeks, we can start to tell uh, the real contenders and the teams that are going to be. Uh, I'm not going to lie; I had hope for the Vipers this week. They were up what nine nothing. Yeah. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, whoa. after that pick six, it uh, was then, looking good. And then I was like, oh, and then it, that was it, right? I don't think they really did not get it back together after that. No, that was I, brutal. I don't think they have an offensive touchdown yet uh, this year. Oh, that hurts. Is, I do not believe they do. I think that is absolutely correct. That is a painful <laughs> it's, stat. Uh, a tough look, yeah. <laughs> so again, I think while while we're seeing some good stuff, you're definitely seeing, um, you know, again the the guys who probably will get a shot at the NFL to me really where I've been the standouts, uh, and 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 all in all, I thought um, I just thought it was sloppy. I thought it was really sloppy. I was I was much more disappointed than I was uh, in week one. Yeah, and um, sloppy's the right word. It's the right word. It really is. I, I'm all about this XFL. Me too. I, I I like a lot of what I see, but I think the game. I think they've got to clean it up. I think there's got to be less mistakes. I think there's got to just be less mess on the field. You know, I I think that's key. Uh, if this league's gonna succeed, and I'm I'm hoping it does, I'm hoping it does. And since I don't think the NFL is interested, and they're gonna have to do this on their own, I think picking up gameplay is gonna be huge. Mm-hmm. All right, let's yeah. move on to uh, third down from the XFL newsroom. Now, last week a lot of people were pleasantly surprised by how well the XFL did. Uh, in its debut, 3.3 million viewers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same people wondered if the league was going to be able to sustain that viewership. The answer, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course not. Uh, and if you look back now at the AIF, the, the last give-it-a-shot league, big drop-off <laughs> after week one, uh, they had other factors. Uh, mainly it was access to games. The Alliance debuted on CBS, got bumped to the NFL Network, and then Bleacher Report in subsequent weeks. It was not good. No. Not, not, uh, not a way to build viewers. Uh, for its debut on CBS, they pulled in a little over a million viewers, dropped to under 500,000, and then, <laughs> I mean, just obviously never recovered to the point where they couldn't even cover checks for equipment. <laughs> um, it's true. Yeah. I'm yeah. making that up. No, yeah, maybe bad. a little bit. Maybe I'm exaggerating <laughs> it. I don't know. They maybe can. they should boost tickets. Over. We've got to come <laughs> take these footballs away, guys. You can't pay for them. I don't know how it went down, but uh, just like that, I was there. I saw it. The league's success did continue somewhat here in week two. Two point two point two six million viewers. Okay, that's a dip, but that's not a monstrous dip. Uh, and, and I guess at one point, uh, did peak at about 3.381 million. Well, so everyone tuned in in the beginning and noticed how horribly boring the first game was and turned it back off. And it also wasn't the best weekend because, you you know, they had NBA all-star weekend going on. So I think a lot of, yeah, Daytona, I think a lot of people were tuning into that. And then obviously college basketball is heating up. So I think it's kind of a rough time of year to try and, you know, fit this new league in there. So I think uh, next week will be a big teller because, um, you know, the, the All-Star Weekend won't be there. The NASCAR is done. So I think it'll, it'll be uh, a huge uh, – it'll, it'll tell. It'll help. 
Yeah. I, I here's I guess here's the thing. Look, they they were saying going into this season that they would like to pull about an average of two million uh, per game. And as long as they're above that number, they will stay in good standing with their broadcast partners, sure. which is the key, obviously, to sustaining this league and continuing this, uh, you know, uh, in, into another season. I think when you're looking at the kind of drop off, uh, you know, again, considering that they they had similar viewership, it's going to be super important for this league, I yeah. think, for better gameplay. Uh, less turnovers, just all in all a cleaner game. And I really do think it would make a huge difference. And it's all you could hope for, I guess. I, I think the one thing I noticed most that made me change the channel once or twice was the amount of dropped passes yep. and the amount of dropped interceptions mm -hmm. that are right there. And you, that is like cardinal sin you do that once you'll get a slap on the wrist in the nfl from your coach you do it twice you're sitting and they're going to put someone else in your spot because you're having a bad day and they're just leaving these guys in except the quarterbacks they seem to be the guys who are they're yeah, like they, oh you suck bye yeah they've been shuffling quarterbacks <laughs> a lot um so i think if they can start to catch then run rather than try to do it at the same time I think we'll see a lot more, uh, you know, viewership staying because I was just bored watching some of the games because of the lack of offense. It's one thing if Nelson Aguilar is dropping passes. <laughs> right, right. We can joke about that. Right. There could be good times and laughter. Yeah, we, we see it coming too. <laughs> you know, when it's when it's one of these guys dropping balls, you're like, oh, come on, yeah. really? Yeah. Especially it's, when they're trying to make a name for themselves, trying to get uh, another shot at the NFL. It, it doesn't help their stock uh, whatsoever. Is it bad to say it's what we expected and it's what we're getting? We expected poor football and it's happening. And we, you know, week one was so, uh, it was so good. Like week one, I was excited. There were a lot of, there were some drop passes, but there weren't a lot. The offenses all seemed to be clicking except the Vipers. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and then we come into this week and the Guardians who were on fire for their first half and kind of coasted for the second half of the game. Oh, oh, that was just horrifying to watch. I couldn't even finish the game. I was like, oh, no, yeah, my, I can't, I can't allow this. Mm. I can't allow my team to do this poorly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it was easy to forgive maybe some of the sloppiness of week one because you didn't know what you were going to get and you did get enough really good highlights that it seemed like, all right, yeah, this isn't bad. Yeah. This is fun. Oh, okay. That, that happens. And you, right. You're, you're justifying. Well, that happens in the NFL. Yeah. And I think people were just excited that, you know, football didn't end after their Super Bowl. Yeah. And that it, would, it would continue on. I, I mean, football fans everywhere were, were loving that, but I think week two, it kind of settled in like, Hey, you know, this is why these players aren't in the NFL. Um, the quality of the play was a little bit down. So I think going into week three, that will be huge, uh, huge for them to step it up a little bit if they want to keep that viewership and uh, the league going. Yeah, definitely. All right. As we uh, head into uh, the fourth down, uh, we will do our little preview segment. Um, there is uh, a two and overs, uh, two two and O's. Two O and twos, and everyone else rocking the one one. So uh, we we tried to we tried to and 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 uh, it was Steve Risser was watching here last week, and he was like, "Come on, how could you guess scores? It's a game. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Why not? I mean, if you got eleven kids and you got eleven kids, I'd bet on the score. I would. <laughs> yeah. I would. I'd just yeah, I'd sure. size them up, and I'd be like, I don't know. 
Yeah. 35-28. <laughs> small sample size, but we can give yeah. it a shot. You know what? We were we were I'm terrible last it. week. We were wrong on many counts. I, yeah, I was wrong with the scores. I think I went 4-0 in the picks, though. So Sweet. This guy. Nailed it. XFL expert. But the, the scores, though. I just, <laughs> the scores were all scores over the place. The scores are really hard to do. And yeah. also, I mean, I, I don't know which game it is, but I'm going to pick one of them to end 15-9 and because that seems to be an XFL. <laughs> it seems to be an XL, XFL thing every week. It is. It's Someone just, goes it's, for one and then it's like, oh, we missed it. Let's go for three this time. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Game one, the Houston Roughnecks. And the Tampa Bay Vipers Roughnecks are off to a two and zero start. Vipers are just zero and two, and 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 not looking as bad as the Wildcats, but approaching that level. Uh, Sean, who yeah. you got in this one? Lay me a score. Uh, I think this is the easiest uh, pick of the week. You know, <laughs> we see PJ Walker and uh, his receivers tearing it up on offense, and uh, the Vipers, like I said before. <laughs> They've been the worst team uh, in the in the XFL so far, so I think uh, this is a pretty easy one. Uh, are we doing scores or are we just doing Just picks? do scores. Do scores because it's fun. Scores, uh, well, the Roughnecks, high-flying offense. Uh, I think we might see – has anyone scored 40 yet? I don't believe so. So I'll go – Oh, uh, he's doing it. I'm, I'm doing it. I, I'll go <laughs> 41 to – I'll give I'll give the Vipers their first uh, offensive touchdown this week. So, yeah, I, I know. It's a shocker. Yeah. But, uh, so I'll go forty-one to twelve. Oh, I love and it! And a big That's blowout a great score. That's a huge blowout. <laughs> yep. Tyler, what are you seeing here? I'm feeling uh, Tampa Bay is going to get that running offense actually scoring, and we're going to see a little bit of scoring. But I'm not picking them. Don't worry. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I'm I'm not going to go forty. I'll say thirty-nine, fifteen. <laughs> I like it. Um, <laughs> I'm also going to go with the Roughnecks here. Yeah. Um, I do see things happening a little bit differently. Um, I don't see the the Viper scoring beyond the double digits, though. Ooh, really? Yeah. So I'm going to give you uh, a 26 to 8 game. All right. Playing it safe. I am playing it safe. <laughs> I don't know how to get to 8, but I think they're going to. Just going to go for 2 just because. Yeah. So just do it. Just why not? All right, uh, the second game, uh, the Dallas Renegades and the Seattle Dragons. Sean, what do you think in this one? Uh, I think this is going to be more of a low-scoring game. Um, Dragons haven't scored much, and they haven't really got their offense going yet. And uh, the Renegades, they they look decent with uh, Landry Jones uh, making his first appearance. He was hurt week one. So I think it will be a low-scoring affair, but I'm going to go with uh, Seattle at home. Um, I think that home field advantage helped them out last week. Uh, obviously, we know the Seahawks stadium with the 12th man. It's always one of the, the loudest stadiums. And even though the attendance was a little bit down, they they were still out supporting and uh, getting after it. So I'll go with the Dragons at home um, in a low-scoring game. So I'm going to say Dragons with uh, – hmm. say Dragons 22 and the Renegades 18. Ooh, it's a good score. I gotta say, I disagree with the winner. I'm gonna take the Renegades in this one. Uh, I'm gonna go Renegades. Ooh, I'm gonna go Renegades twenty-three, Dragons twenty-two. One point game. Ooh, nice tight one. One point game. Um, I've got the Seattle Dragons winning this one, eighteen fourteen over the Dallas Renegades. It's a gross number. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's going to get ugly. <laughs> Love it. All right. Um, our boys. Here it and is. I say that with you all decked out in Boston gear, but our, our <laughs> boys, he's a New York guardian. He likes the Red Sox. Listen, he likes the Celtics. Listen, I'm he all about proximity. Patriots. I'm all about that proximity. <laughs> What's the closest drive? Well, so your team would be the D.C. Defenders if there wasn't a New York franchise. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> uh, hey, that wouldn't be a bad pick. Anybody, yeah, I know. No kidding. Uh, all right. The Guardians looking to get back uh, to their winning ways. They take on the Seattle Battle, uh, the St. Louis Battlehawks, rather, who are also one and one. Sean, let's say you, sir. Uh, you know, I, I hate to do it to my <gasps> NY Guardians, but the Battlehawks, I mean, they, they gave the Roughnecks a really good game last week. Uh, Kept it within four, and then obviously the week before that they they showed a lot. Um, their their offensive is explosive with uh Jordan Tiamu at uh the quarterback. He's he's been doing pretty good, and then uh Christine Michael and uh what's the oh Matt Jones. So they yeah. have a, they have a good stable of running backs. Uh, their offense is very good, and uh I think we we saw last week that at the Guardians they don't know who the QB is going to be uh, moving forward. Their cool. their offense has struggled. So I'm gonna go Battlehawks at home. Uh. Winning big in this one, I think it'll it'll be another tough loss for the Guardians. I'll go Battlehawks. Uh Battlehawks twenty seven, Guardians six. Wow. He I say nay again. No faith in <laughs> Matt McGloin or whoever might be. I'm yeah, saying neither does Kevin Gobride. Yes, so. sir. Matt McGloin, MVP quality quarterback, is gonna get the win next week for the guard. And I, even though he only went eight for 19 uh, with 44 yards through the air and two interceptions, I'm saying that fire is going to come back out in a affirmative manner and he can, he's going to get the job done. Uh, I'll go, it's going to be low. I'm going to say 18, 10 guardians. Interesting. I've got the Battlehawks winning uh, by a score of 22 to 18. Oh, at 18. A close game. I liked your you, 18. You like those four-point games. I do. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. All right. Uh, and in the last game of the weekend, those D.C. defenders looking to go 3-0, taking mm-hmm. on the awful, awful L.A. Wildcats. That game was exciting, though. Yes. <laughs> yes, but understand something that in any league, there has to be one lovable team of losers. Mm-hmm. And I think in this league, Let's go Wildcats. it's the Wildcats. <laughs> Get your head Sean, do the defenders go 3 0 to the Wildcats? Figure it out. No, they do not. Uh, no, I defenders so. <laughs> defenders go right to 3 0. Um, like I said before, I think they're the most complete team. Their defense has been phenomenal, turning the ball over at a very high rate. And then Cardale is playing at a very high level. So uh, the Wildcats, they, they haven't been, you know, too bad. They've been able to stay in games. Obviously, they're, they're 0-2. But um, I, I think this week it will be more of a, a blowout. Uh, I'm going to go with the Defenders scoring. I'll go Defenders 33, Wildcats uh, 16. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll give them the, the like benefit that. of the doubt. Why not? Why not? I actually, I'm going to take DC as well. I feel like that's uh, a safer pick. This time, I'll, I'll, I went crazy with the Guardians. I'll stick with uh, with DC here. Uh, I'm gonna have them actually score 34 though, and I'll take 34 to 11. Why not? 
That like sounds that. exactly like what the score is going to be. Uh, <laughs> I've got the defenders winning this one by a score of 27. The Wildcats will come up with a measly six. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. I think the Wildcats. I thought I was being mean with 11. No, I think the Wildcats are going to get slapped around. I don't even know how they're going to yeah. get 11, but I'm feeling it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're not. It's how. <laughs> That's the way I see it. <laughs> Uh, this is all four downs. Make sure you follow us on Facebook. You can also uh, find us on Twitter. And make sure you visit clevercrestmedia.com backslash all four downs. Uh, make sure you subscribe, download, share this with all of your XFL fan friends. I'm sure you all have at least yep. one. Yes. Let's build this thing out like the league. <laughs> exactly. You yeah. know? Absolutely. If we can do it, they can do it. We can do it together. Mm-hmm. That's all you can rolling. hope for. I like that positivity. You, you have to. Um, <laughs> here's what I really want to see this week. I'd like to see. Um, I would like there to be an interview on the sideline where uh, somebody has a meltdown. There yeah. have been kind of. I want like a Terrell Owens. Oh, okay. Yeah. Doing push-ups. I mean, yeah. doing sit-ups while screaming. Yeah. yeah. On the well, yeah, lines. we got the the f bomb week one. And Tell me, you got... saw that guy stretching this week, and they the the reporter literally laid down on the ground and started <laughs> interviewing him. That's how you get your story. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. He says, "What you doing?" He's like, "I just got to get the juices flowing," you know. He's like, <laughs> "I understand," and that was the entire interview. Yeah, those reporters have no fear. They're they're walking out onto the field while they're they're trying to get information and stuff like that. Hey, Matt, so, yeah. why'd you suck so bad? Like, that's incredible. <laughs> yeah, I think I think eventually one of the one of these guys, especially after a bad play or if they're down uh, by a huge score. I think one of these guys is going to snap, and it's it's going to not be pretty for that reporter. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Some XFL entertainment. Getting closer and closer every week. I can just feel it. It's that WWE in me. It wants the fight. Yeah, no. Yeah. Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> That's going to do it for this week's All Four Downs. For Tyler Bart and Sean Scanlon, I'm Joe Aguirre. We thank you so much for watching. We'll catch you next week after week three of the XFL.